Welcome to The John Chapman Show, where we talk about retirement readiness, strategies to help you grow and preserve your wealth so that you get the most from life with the money you do have. Are you on track? John is an employee of WorthPoint LLC. All opinions expressed by John and podcast guests are solely their own opinion and do not necessarily reflect the opinion of WorthPoint. This podcast should not be relied upon for investment decisions and is for informational purposes only. My guest this week is David Blanchett, the head of retirement research at Morningstar. David is a very distinguished professional in the wealth management and personal finance arena. It's difficult to list all of his accomplishments, but I just want to name a few of the big highlights. He has a bachelor's in finance from the University of Kentucky, a master's in financial services from the American College, an MBA from the University of Chicago Booth School of Business, and a PhD in personal financial planning from Texas Tech University. On top of that, David also has a CFA designation, Chartered Financial Analyst, and he has a CFP designation, a Certified Financial Planning designation. In 2014, Investment News included him as one of the 40 under 40 as a visionary for the financial planning industry, and Money Magazine named him one of the brightest minds in retirement planning. David has received numerous best paper awards from the Academy of Financial Services to the Journal Financial Planning, and he's currently serving as adjunct professor of wealth management at the American College of Financial Services. He's an expert panelist at the Wall Street Journal, all of this on top of his duties at Morningstar. And as you might imagine, what's so great about David is his incredible knowledge of financial planning, not just the technical aspects, but all of the behavioral aspects too. And as I've noted on this show before, pre-retirees face a huge number of challenges and making decisions can be super difficult for even those who have saved potentially enough money to satisfy their lifestyle. And one of the most difficult aspects is that interest rates are incredibly low and they might remain very low for the foreseeable future, which means just producing income for three or four decades can be hard to figure out how to do that well. And as a result, I feel like it's my duty as a financial planner to understand all of the tools in the tool belt and to be able to present those with the pros and cons. And so I wanna warn you today, we're gonna to talk about the A word. And yes, I mean annuities. And for all the controversy around annuities, there is one specific category of annuities that I find extremely compelling as we talk about today on the show, which is called an immediate income annuity. And it doesn't just have benefits because of the potential guaranteed stream of income for as long as someone lives, but also benefits from the psychological aspect of never having to run out of income for a piece of the portfolio or have to deal with major market drawdowns like we saw in March of 2020 during COVID. Of course, a big disclosure, unless you're my client, I don't know your situation. And so I'm not recommending an annuity to you. And also don't think that you should either invest in stocks and bonds or buy an income annuity. No, and annuities can be part of the overall financial planning decision. So I encourage you to talk to your financial planner. And with that, let's dive into this very special podcast with David Blanchett. David, thanks for joining me today. You know, this episode is an encore follow-up to my episode with Michael Fink. And so no pressure, but this actually has to be a lot better than that episode. Before we get into all of this content, I could talk for hours with you. 
you have a really cool job. You're the head of retirement research at Morningstar. And so maybe you just found yourself there by happenstance, but probably not. So what, you know, what gets you so excited about continuously doing research on retirement and sharing it with the rest of the world? What gets you so excited about that? Sure. So I actually wanted to be like a financial planner when I was in high school. I don't know why I've always been drawn to the profession. I used to be a financial planner. I used to do financial planning. I make the bad joke that I've been climbing an ivory tower for like 20 years. <laughs> so I really, I really enjoyed helping people, but you know, what I kind of like doing more is creating solutions to help lots of people. And so, mm. you know, I've kind of worked my way up from when I was, you know, I, I sold life insurance in college. I did yeah. financial planning after I graduated. I joined a group here. I live in Kentucky and Lexington for about eight years. I mean, now at Morningstar, it's, it's great because Morningstar is an independent entity. We, you know, we have lots of solutions, lots of tools. I can kind of do research and kind of help us help investors in a variety of domains. Very cool. Well, you've, you've done a ton of research and that's part of why I wanted to have you on the show. And especially to talk about a totally taboo topic, which is annuities. And so I'd like to be able to gain some of your insight and expertise specifically in that one area. And so maybe before we even get too far into it, let's just talk a little bit about what maybe you can help us describe what is an annuity? Has it been something that, is it my perception that you've focused on this or have you really actually spent a lot of time focusing it compared to your peers? Like, so talk just a little bit about what your work has been in the subject of annuities. Sure. So, you know, John, I usually warn people before I say the A word, because when you say that word, people often like They're respond cringing. with, they have, they have very, well, some people show cringe, some people don't, people have very strong responses. And so yeah. annuities is a form of guaranteed lifetime income yeah. been around for like 2000 years, right? They're one of the oldest products that exist financially speaking. Um, and I've done a lot of research on them because um, there's a, a wide belief that people need more of them. And the question is, is why don't they use them? Who should buy them? All of that. So, I, you know, as I've read the literature, I wanted to kind of, you know, add my own to kind of see what impacts things. And, you know, really what, I, what, what, what I'm not, people think that I'm pro-annuity, I'm pro-consideration, <laughs> yeah, right? So great. what I want, I, I'm, I, you know, what I want to help people do is build the best retirement plan possible. And that won't always include annuities, sure. but I think they should at least be considered, right? I okay. mean, the best annuity today is Social Security retirement benefits. That's where you should buy your guaranteed income first. But mm. if you want, if you like the idea of never going broke and not having to worry about the markets, annuities <laughs> can be a pretty cool way to do that. Yeah, I, I laugh by the way that you frame that. So do people, do retirees actually like their Social Security benefits? Yeah. So, I mean, like it's, what's, what's, I mean, I think that was a loaded question, but like the funny thing is, is, you know, when you're working, it's so easy. You've got a paycheck, right? You know what you can spend every week, every month, whatever else it is. Retirement's kind of a mess, right? You've got, you've got some guaranteed income. You've got some social security. If you're lucky, you've got a pension benefit. Then you have this big pot of money and I'm sure you've seen it. People hate to spend down that pot of money. It's, it's painful. So what, painful. What do you have to do? Like every time you feel like, oh, I've got to call my advisor because I want to spend a little bit. Like you do that every, yes. every year for your retirement. You, the markets go down. You worry about how you're going to fund your retirement. That's okay for some people, but you know, converting, you know, all the funny thing is all my research on annuities is, is focused on the kind of 
the Vulcan raw economic benefits of them, but mm. I believe it's the behavioral stuff that matters the most. It's just mm. the simplification yes. of the process that, the, uh, that can be so valuable. Yeah, well, okay. I have to just insert here my own personal journey on this subject because I've worked um, at a wirehouse, then a large brokerage company, and now I'm at a fee-only RIA. And uh, I dropped my insurance license. And so before, where I used to have my insurance license and we used to be motivated by the company top-down to offer annuities, it felt like I, w I had some personal purse back to that, even some cases it was the right situation. Uh, and here I no longer offer them, but now I'm realizing, gosh, these are things are cool. And my clients are coming to me expressing concerns about the market and they should really think about annuities. But you know, in this world of fee only advisors, I have to admit, you know, there's some people that are just so opposed to them. They can't see the potential benefits. So I feel like I'm, I'm trying to ride a balance here. And I think what's motivating me uh, again, just why I want this show and I want my audience to be able to hear this is because I want the best outcomes in retirement for one of my clients. If they're in their last 10 years of their working corporate career, retiring can be such a hot mess, mostly behavioral, not, not only all the financial stuff. And so if there's any way for them to improve their sleep at night portfolio, however you define that, uh, I just keep coming back to having some source of guaranteed income. That's a, I'm really talking about, and you've done a good job at this, of highlighting one specific type of annuity. Maybe one is too broad but, or too, too minute, but you know, it's the income, immediate income annuity or something like that. So in retirement, there's a piece of their paycheck that can be guaranteed above and beyond their social security. And so it's, it's trying to have the best, you know, outcome in their retirement, either in the first few years or at the end of their retirement that I'm really after. So I think now, now that we've kind of opened Pandora's box and are talking about annuities, help us explain a little bit about what's out there and we can, maybe you can help us re-drill back down. So there's more than just one type of annuity. So what all is out there and, you know, that people should be looking out for so, so that they're aware of what this isn't. Sure. So there's lots of bad annuities out there. Let's just, let's just be honest here. There was like a Dateline special on mm. annuities. You know, yeah. it wasn't Chris Hansen, but if you, if, you, if, you know, if Chris Hansen is doing a special on a certain product, it's not usually a good thing. So first, you have to acknowledge the elephant in the room, right? Is yeah. that they, they aren't always sold by individuals who are fiduciaries. Yes. They aren't always the best products available. But, you know, to your point, you know, what I've seen personally, because I talk to advisors, is that the lens that you're paid often skews your perspective on products. Amen. Right. right. That's just that's just that's just the truth. And I think a problem is, is that is that advisors dismiss them because there are lots of bad ones out there. But if if it's your if it's your human capital, if it's your job to help retirees, you know, establish a retirement income goal, you should be able to find the ones that help your client. And when I think about annuities, and again, I'm using annuities focused on, on lifetime income. Most of them actually focus on accumulation. From a lifetime income perspective, I put them in kind of three buckets. One is where the income is guaranteed and starts today. Those are called immediate annuities. Okay. One is where the, uh, the income is guaranteed and starts at some point in the future. Those are called deferred income annuities, longevity insurance. They're called QLAX, all these fun names. Okay. And then the other bucket is, it has what's called a guaranteed lifetime withdrawal benefit or GWB. Okay. These are a little different because there's a, it's usually like in a variable annuity or a fixed annuity where there's a balance that you can pull out, but kind of overlaid on top of that is this, is this lifetime guaranteed income. And, okay. you know, people have talked about like this one's better, that one's better. 
the quality of the products really depends a lot upon who's issuing them mm. and who's getting paid. Okay. And it's really how it helps you accomplish your goals. I mean, Good academics point. really like the, 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 the deferred income annuities when you buy them today okay. and the income starts in the future. Okay. Tell me why, why does an academic like that one more? Because it, because no one knows how long you're going to live, right? And so when you when you say, hey, I'm going to buy a product, let's just be, you know, and you're, let's say you're 65, and the yeah. income starts at 85, it, it really simplifies the planning process, hmm. right? So all of a sudden, you know, if you survive to age 85, you're going to have income as long as you live. Yeah. Now, those are really hard for people to kind of accept because it's, it's I'm going to give you money today, and if I'm alive 20 years sure. from now, I start getting paid back. Sure. And so, but, but, but those, those hedge away the longevity risk. And so those mm. are kind of, you know, if, if you ask an academic okay. what's the best annuity, that's usually going to be their response. And, mm. and I would say that it, it's technically true from a retirement forecasting perspective, but it, if, if no one's going to buy them, who cares? Yeah. Right. If, if you won't buy that <laughs> exactly. product, it won't help you. And so it's a matter of asking someone, well, what works within your retirement strategy and then picking the best one in that context. It, it sounds like one of my takeaways and actually from personal experience too, but just to confirm, it sounds like deferred income annuities, even though through research, those might provide a great benefit, a great solution on paper. It's, it's low attribution in the marketplace. Not a lot of people buy them. So it's is, for low take up. Yeah. Yeah, so more people buy immediate income annuities. Like I retired, I'm now 65. Immediately, as soon as I leave my corporate job, I'm going to start taking an income annuity. So, uh, you know, actually, it's 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 that third bucket, the ones mm. that have the the, the the guaranteed lifetime withdrawal benefit, GLWB, okay. often called GMWBs. Those writers, those are the most common okay. because those can be kind of overlaid on top of accumulation. Yeah. Annuity. So those gotcha. that you buy to kind of, you know, invest when you're younger. Mm-hmm. I think, I think for, for better or for worse, there just hasn't been an income focus on quality products for retirees. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. So I think in another podcast, you talked about that, where we've got high quality mutual funds and poor mutual funds. And the same could be said for the annuity space. You know, there could be quote unquote, I don't know if there is this sort of thing, but the vanguard of annuities. So, you know, are, is that sort of a, like for those that are approaching and thinking about annuities, does such a thing exist like the quote unquote vanguard of annuities? I would say so. So, I mean, you know, Vanguard is, is renowned as the, it's owned by its shareholders. It's, right. it's relatively high quality, provider, relatively right. low fee, yeah. you know, so if you want an annuity, like, like the simplest ones offer guaranteed payouts and there's okay. websites you can go to, to get payouts. You can go to immediateannuities.com, Blueprint Income, Healer Income Solutions, and all these websites you can go to like shopping for car insurance to get the best annuity. And these are great because it's really simple. What you give them an amount of money yep. and then they guarantee you X dollars a year for life. You can compare all all the different quotes. Yeah. When you go to that last bucket, the one that has the GLWB, that gets really, really complicated. Unless okay. you're unless you're an expert on those products, yeah. they're really hard to understand. And my, my favorite analogy here is I, I know how these work pretty well. And I never forget, I called up an insurance company. I was reading the prospectus. It's, it's a wonderful read. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like a great time. <laughs> and I, and I called up their call center to get to ask this question and I got oh, no. two different answers. Uh-oh. So if, if I'm an expert yes. reading the prospectus, and I can't understand it. And I call them up to get clarification. I get two numbers. There's, there's no way in the world yeah. the average investor, even advisor, is going to get these things. And so, mm. again, like those can work. 
But in the meantime, you know, the, the immediate annuities and the, and the deferred income annuities are two great options. Okay. So let's talk about the immediate annuity and you sort of alluded to the actual mechanics of it, but maybe just tell us again, because there's, there's an exchange as a contract. You, you give some certain amount of money today and then they guarantee a payout over life. So just help us understand, are there, you know, are there tax consequences involved if that's coming from your IRA account? And, and then I, later I want to make sure to ask about low interest rates because it would seem that a lot of people are saying, gosh, I don't want to buy this annuity because rates are so low and that might you know, you know, make the annuity not as effective or, or applicable in my situation. So just talk a little bit about some of the mechanics up front is how somebody actually engage in an immediate annuity. Sure. So, you know, when you buy an annuity, you buy it from an insurance company and they have the benefit of mortality pooling, right? No one knows how long they're going to live, right? You could live to 105, you could die when you're 67, whatever, good point. you know, but if you get a, a bunch of folks together, it's kind of the law of large numbers. They have a really good idea. You've got these ninja actuaries that can estimate probabilities okay. really good. And, good and, and, and so they can pull that risk. And so they can say, Hey, we have a really good sense of the odds of, of you living to these different ages. If we sell a, a bunch of these, we can, we, can, we, can, we can price the risk. And so that's what they do. So you give the insurance company a sum of money. They then say, hey, as long as you're alive, I'm going to send you a check every month, every quarter, every year, whatever the duration is. And so they're using their benefit to kind of pool that risk and offer that product. Now, you mentioned tax consequences. So if you buy it in an IRA, it's going to be, let's say, in a traditional IRA, it'll always be pre-tax income. It's kind of no right. different than if you take it out of your, if you use normal investments. It gets okay. a little bit different if it's a taxable account. There's yeah. this thing called the tax exclusion ratio. We don't have enough time to go into it. But like one thing let's is, say an if IRA. yeah, yeah. yeah well, if you're going to buy, if you're going to buy an annuity and you have okay. taxable money, so like oh. these are monies that aren't an IRA, sure. aren't in a 401k, that's the best place to buy it because of this thing called the tax exclusion ratio. Okay. Okay, that's good. That's a good distinction. And then maybe, yeah, maybe that can be on a, the encore to the encore episode. But we'll do it <laughs> next time. We get more nitty gritty, but uh, that's actually really interesting that you say that. So, so explain a little bit about because I think the thing that's on my mind is uh, safe withdrawal rates, meaning how much can I reasonably spend my portfolio without going broke? And there seems to be so, a lot of tension for uh, retirees because they want to balance a lifestyle today with maybe some large expense in the future from healthcare or something like that. And so they're I, I get so concerned that people are overly cautious with spending money to now to the point that they're actually significantly hurting their lifestyle. And, and they're doing that maybe out of a good reason, which is we have to be careful how much we take out of our accounts. And so, so I just want to understand, you know, how do low interest rates play into what the payout is for an immediate income annuity? Sure. So, you know, first it's always a balance, right? When you're figuring out how much to spend, in theory, if you knew when you were going to die, you could, you could go broke on the day you die, right? Mm. Unfortunately, no one knows how long retirement's going to last. And so you've got to kind of guess. And so you can make aggressive assumptions. You can spend a lot early, but then if you live a long time, you're kind of broke later in retirement. You could be very conservative early in retirement, but that means you have lots of money later in retirement, you maybe can't enjoy it, right? And so a lot of this is just a big giant guess. And, and yeah. one key assumption is what are the returns of your portfolio going to be? Okay. And Unfortunately, interest rates are really, really low right now, pretty much the lowest they've been historically in the US. And so that's really bad for income from a portfolio over a longer time horizon. Now, mm -hmm. if interest rates pop back up in a year or two, which I think is unlikely but possible, then people are gonna be okay. But if we're in this kind of prolonged low rate environment, it really has significant implications for what is a safe withdrawal rate from a portfolio. Okay, it's right. gonna be a lot lower than it's been historically. 
Okay, so let's imagine a world where interest rates remain low for an extended period of time, and then it becomes really expensive to fund the lifestyle you were hoping to. We'll call that today. Yeah, so right now, you know, so you either have to spend less or save more or something, however the math works there. So does an, does an annuity offer any type of relief or something like that? Like does the mortality credits of the pooled benefits offer a little bit of a kicker above and beyond, you know, what you would safely spend out of a stock and bond type of portfolio? Yeah, so you mentioned one of the most important parts when it comes to annuities. It's called mortality credits. And mortality credits are just this idea that, that the insurance company, because it can pool the risk together, can offer a higher payout than, than you could do on your own. So okay. each individual left to their own devices might say, hey, I'm worried I'm going to live a long time. I'm going to plan to live to age 100 and base my spending on that. Well, the insurance company is going to say, hey, I know that on average you'll live to age 85, so I can pay you out more. And mm. so when you buy an annuity, you actually have a higher payout because mm. you don't have to worry about how long you're going to live. Now, you know, the thing with annuities, though, is that, is that they're priced based upon two key factors, okay. how long they think the person's going to live okay. and interest rates at the time. Mm. And so because interest rates are low, sure. payouts from annuities are also a lot lower than they have been historically. That mm. just tracks the market. So you can buy a corporate bond, you can buy an annuity, okay. both have lower payouts. Right okay. now, the, the impact of that is is increased the, the younger you are because the, the, the because the, it's the longer duration. So it's like a super long duration bond. So if you buy an annuity right now, you're going to have relatively low payouts. But here's the thing: what's the alternative? If you can buy the annuity, <laughs> yeah, exactly. or you can invest in fixed income. You're kind of in trouble either way. Now, one thing people don't realize though is that annuities are actually a better deal, relatively speaking. When interest rates fall because of what you mentioned, mortality credits. And so, yeah. you know, you know, when you when you people, you know, they go online and they see, wow, that's really low payout. It is, but always put in the context of what you can get from an investment. They're actually again better today than they have been historically. Mm, that's super fascinating. Well, so I think one of the big takeaways is that because of this, the way that it works, you're getting the benefit of being part of the pool for the insurance company is that there would be a slight, there'd be, you know, pr I guess premium maybe is maybe, I don't know if that's the right word to use, but there's right a, word. there's an increase to what you would be able to safely take out from your portfolio versus what you might get from an annuity. So yeah, I think that's an important takeaway. And that's just that, that, the way that I interpret that, that's part of the pros and cons that a retiree needs to weigh. You know, I'm losing access to this whatever dollar amount of lump sum right now, but hopefully that's going to give me a higher payout than what I might be able to take from my stock and bond investments over here. Is that part of the weighing of pros and cons in that decision? Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it, a lot of it's behavioral. And, you know, it, it's always really, really important to note that Social Security retirement benefits are not tied prevailing bond yields. And so, you know, it doesn't matter where bond yields go. Social Security has the same payout. So it is the first place you should go today yeah. to get more guaranteed income. Now, if interest rates popped up to 10%, a private annuity could actually be a better, a better way to get guaranteed income than Social Security. When yeah. you add on things like spouse or survivor benefits, the tax attributes, everything else, Social Security really is the first place you should almost always look right now for guaranteed income. But beyond that, you know, there's this question. I mean, you can't guarantee income from life from a portfolio, especially right now. Bad things can happen, markets can fall. And to the extent that you want an assurance that you've got income for life, I think they, they become increasingly attractive. Now, if you've got, you've got tons of money, you're never gonna spend it all, that's fine. Mm. But to the extent that you are at risk or you just like the idea of having that paycheck, I mean, that's where annuities become very attractive. 
Okay. I've heard you share on other podcasts that you've got some models to be able to suggest uh, to what amount of an income annuity or maybe the amount of income makes sense for a person and thus how much of annuity they should buy. And I've either, I've either seen this from some of your work or Wade Fow or, or Moshi, where they, they talk about your fixed expenses and your variable expenses and trying to match those up with a guaranteed investment income and you know something like a stock and bond, which is not guaranteed. So help us make sense of, you know, of, of, where somebody should be thinking about the gap in their income and how much of an annuity they should even be thinking about. You know, the, the models that I use to figure out who should annuitize mm -hmm. is like ridiculously complex. It's that no one's <laughs> okay. ever going to use it. Okay? Okay. It's great for research. It gives me good insights. But right. I think that what you mentioned is, is probably the best approach to, to think about it. It's okay. Let's add up all the, all what I would call non-discretionary expenses. What, what money do you have to have live off of now and in the future? Do you have that covered? Now, it, and most people actually don't have that covered, but then the question is, is okay, how are you going to feel if mm. you don't at some point in the future, right? And people, you know, it's kind of funny. People will often say, well, I don't want to delay claiming Social Security because, you know, it might be a bad deal. I might die early. Yeah. And, and that's definitely true. But, yeah. you know, but like I always like, like, what is the risk, right? The risk is not like if you die, if you die when you're 70, your kids are going to, are they just at a jackpot? They're golden. Okay, mm. like, you know, all, all your retirement savings, congratulations, they get all of it. They are going to be just fine. Okay, <laughs> the risk to your children, because right? that, that, that's the risk. It's like I, that you made a bad decision. The risk to your kids is that, is that you're alive at age 100. You've spent all of your resources and you're, and you're living off of them, right? You know, mm. they're paying for your home care and everything else. Yes. And so, you know, people perceive this risk. Oh, I don't want to buy the annuity because I might not give them as much if I die early. Well, if you die early, they're going to lots and lots of money, right? That's just going to be a fact because you, you didn't live a long time in retirement. That's but if you point. live a long time in retirement, that's where the risk is. And so, yeah. you know, don't view it as just the risk of getting a bad deal. You know, realize that if you don't live a long time in retirement, your kids will get money. They, you know, they will get all the stuff you've got. And so don't, don't think of it, could they have gotten more? Well, sure, but balance that with the risk of, oh, you live to age 100, yes. and then you're living off of them That's to the fund your lifestyle. Oh man. All right. Well, um, we're short on time, so I know we have to wrap up, but I can't help but ask too, because you've written a few really good pieces recently. So what's your take, David, on those people who say that we're in a retirement crisis in the United States? So, you know, I, I take, I take pause with, the, with crisis, you know, yeah. grandma and grandpa aren't living off cat food. We have a, we have one of the best social you know, programs in the, in the world, social security mm -hmm. benefits. And so it is true that a lot of people have to make a lot of changges. But mm -hmm. you know, one thing that I, I like to point out is Vanguard did, did a study three years ago and they asked people, do you think there's a retirement crisis? Okay. They did this in the US, the UK, Canada, and Australia. Okay. In every country, they're all like, oh, like half of them are like, we're in a crisis, okay? <laughs> then they asked people who are about to retire and are retired, or do you, would you describe your situation as a crisis? Only 10% of pre-retirees said so they were in a crisis silly. and only 5% wow. of retirees were in a crisis. And so, I mean, it is true that a lot of people are underprepared for retirement and that will acquire hard choices, but most people make it work. And so, you know, yeah. if you get rid of social security, we have a crisis, you know, I think mm. that we need to do more to help people save more. But again, we, we aren't a cat food society. We're doing okay. Yes. Uh, but people do need to save more. I think it will become a bigger issue over time as we have fewer and fewer defined benefit plans. So I would That's vote no so on retirement funny. prices. All right. That's so good. All right, David, it's been an honor. Thanks so much for being here. Really appreciate your time and expertise. Anything that you feel like you'd want to be able to share to a, a pre-retiree or somebody that's just entering into retirement, any other words of wisdom or, or uh, thoughts that you'd be able to share with them about how to have a successful, happy retirement? Sure. So if you've, if you've never done a financial plan, 
before you retire is like the most important time to do one because mm. I mean, accumulation is pretty easy. Save 20%, invest in the targeted fund, buy life insurance. You're probably going to be okay. But yeah. like when you retire, there's a lot of irrevocable, super important decisions. Talk to someone mm. to make sure you have a good plan because if you make, if you mis make mistakes early on, they can mm. be very difficult to overcome. So mm. that's mm. my one mm. wise words. I didn't pay David to say that. That was really wise. So yeah, thank you for reinforcing my job. I appreciate that. All right, my friend, appreciate your time. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to The John Chapman Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify. We encourage your questions, comments, and feedback. For additional information, check out thejohnchapmanshow.com or look for John on LinkedIn and Twitter. See you next week.